This is Tuesday, August 30th. Do you feel like you have internalized the gospel? Has the gospel that you believe become a part of who you are? You know, there are different levels of knowing and of learning. We have a wide range of meaning in our English language for that verb, to know. We can use the word to refer to something we know about. Or we can use the same word to speak of something that we have intimate knowledge of. Now, in many other language, languages, we will find a, an entire set of words used to describe these levels of knowledge. I'm going to talk about a personal knowledge. An intimate knowledge is internalizing. That's what it means to internalize something. That means you not only know in your head the truths associated with the faith, but these truths have become a part of you. They appear in your actions. This is the point of Jesus' parable of the Good Samaritan that Jeff helped us look at on Sunday. Jesus was speaking with the religious leaders about the law of God and the command to love God and to love one's neighbor. A lawyer asked Jesus the question, who is my neighbor? This is what prompted the story told about a man mugged by robbers going from Jerusalem to Jericho on the road. Two people the lawyer would consider upstanding members of the community, a priest and Levite. These were models of the Jewish faith. Well, they happened by. But what did they do? They walked around and stepped over this man. No doubt these men could easily quote the commandments. They were schooled in the faith. You see, in their way of thinking, to love God meant to keep his law. But they did nothing to help the man who was in need. Why not? Well, it may be because the man that attacked had been attacked had been stripped of his clothes. The priest could not tell if he was a fellow Jew. If he is a fellow Jew, well, he really must help. That is, if the man is alive. If the man is dead, to touch him would make the priest unclean. And perhaps he cannot tell if the man is alive. In any case, the situation is uncertain. And it would also be, he could be in danger if he stopped to help this man. The Levite also did nothing to help. Well, first, perhaps he saw what the priest did, and he followed his lead. To do otherwise would to be up to upstage that priest. You see, both could find good excuses not to help. Yet among their own people, they were considered real believers and keepers of the law. Here's Luke 10. Let me pick up in verse 33. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine, and then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Now, this is a stunning scene. The two religious Jews did nothing to help this man. And here is a Samaritan, an unclean man, no less, who takes care of him. He risked being attacked himself. 
He took the man to the place where he could receive care. And then he paid for that care out of his own resources. And he even promised to return and cover any additional expenses that might be incurred in taking care of this injured man. You see, the religious leaders, they know the law for sure, but they have not internalized the meaning of the law. And that is what Jesus is trying to tell the lawyer. Yes, the lawyer knows the details of the law, but he's missed the point of it all. He has not taken the law into his own heart. His life has not been shaped by the very compassion and love that the law commands. This makes me wonder, has our li- have our lives been shaped by the love of God and by the rescue of Jesus? Now, of course, Jesus turns the question back to the lawyer. Which of the three that happened by proved to be the neighbor to the man attacked by the robbers? And the lawyer, he got the question correct. He said to Jesus, the one that showed him mercy. Yes, it was the one who was living the truth of the law. This is another kind of knowing altogether. The life of the Samaritan was conformed to the truth. You see, the Samaritan showed a sacrificial love. It wasn't deserved, and it was costly. I think of Jesus as revealing himself here. He is the outsider that makes a great sacrifice at the risk of his life to bring us to safety. He is trying to show the lawyer, and, and really all of us, that each of us need his rescue. I think this is the key to internalizing the truth of the gospel. It's seeing that we too must be saved, and really grasping the truth of our own need and the magnitude of Christ's love. Jesus' conversion conversation, I'm sorry, with the lawyer begins when the lawyer asked Jesus what he needed to do to inherit eternal life. That word inherit is important. We don't create our own inheritance. It's given freely to us. You see, he was missing the point of it all. This is the nature of the kingdom of God. It's all of grace. It is as we come to see that we are forgiven and loved and we see the rescue of God in our lives, well, then the truth begins to soak in and we can get it. And we're in a position to share it. The Apostle Paul had this experience. Listen to his statement of internalizing the gospel from Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Let's pray. We rejoice, Lord, in the life we have in you, Guide us by your Spirit in the life we have inherited in Christ, so that the world might know your great love. For in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen.